the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead. I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. And in addition to my JD, I also hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I am both a master of the laws of taxation and a master of the laws of intellectual property. And because of my education, my training, my experiences, my life's observation, and my lifelong interest in business and money and finance, as well as the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families, communities, and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. I also practice the related fields of debt, wealth management, estates and trust, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference point, that is to say, as they relate to the personal, familial, uh, community and small business aspects of finance, I've spent the greater part of the last 40 years, both before and after getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people of color, including um, indigenous communities. And because I grew up as a military brat and also helped create one with my former spouse, I know firsthand just how hard it can be economically for our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen and women and Marines and their families in our sometimes less than patriotic capital-based economic system, especially after these individuals separate from the service. As such, I also proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. And because of my ingrown respect for our elders. When the situation presents itself, I am sometimes able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the targets of, and unfortunately more and more the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of financial elder abuse that you could imagine that's running rampant in our society today. And unfortunately, I believe it's gonna get worse. So I'm coming to you again today to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners. However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show doesn't provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. 
Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least an overall outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you're having a legal issue that intersects with your finances and or your other assets. So today, I must talk about the elephant in the room. As he's been showing his big fat posterior off on the world stage for the last 15, 16 days. Of course, I'm talking about the unprovoked criminal invasion of Ukraine by its neighbor to its immediate east. However, and in as much as I'm not in the Pentagon, nor am I in a leadership role in NATO or the European Union or the United Nations, I will leave it to those diplomatic, geopolitical, and military experts to develop the strategy and the tactics needed to deal with a rogue nation hell-bent on disrupting the fragile peace the world has. And that is to say, with some definite and notable exceptions that the world has had and has mostly enjoyed since the end of World War II. Yet I'd be less than candid if I didn't inform you that it is my hope that the leader of this invading country and his allies, both within the United States and abroad, get their just desserts sooner rather than later. I want to talk to you about how we Americans can support our brothers and sisters in Christ who are Ukrainians, whether or not the Ukrainians in question are Christians or members of any faith for that matter, or if they have no faith at all. I say this because those of us who do have faith and are people of faith must support our innocent Ukrainian brothers and sisters because they are members of the Lord's most multinational, multi-ethnic, most multiracial, single human being species family. And I might add that our Lord's human being family also includes our otherwise innocent Russian family members who have, are, and continue to be misled by the next in line power-hungry autocrat that periodically use their days in the sun to bring nothing but chaos and death to the planet that we all must share. I also say that those of us who are not Ukrainians have a duty to support the side that is clearly on the side of life and light and oppose the side that's supporting death and darkness and sheer evil. So what can we in the United States do? We must do all that we can to deal with inflation. Yes, there's an intersect between money and and inflation and being able to support our Ukrainian brothers and sisters and, and other people around the world who are impacted by war. We have to do that such that we as economic units 
be we individuals, families, or small businesses who are not in harm's way today can sustain ourselves and our families and our businesses and also free up resources that can be used to help others. And I must inform you, also allow us to prepare for the day in the not too distant future when we may ourselves find ourselves in harm's way. Now, I know that the powers that be are walking on tender hooves with the stated goal of not upsetting the leaders of the invaders, hoping that they won't force them and uh, by walking on tender hooves are preventing World War III. However, and again, I am not in charge of anything, but I gotta believe we likely already are in the beginning stages of World War III. However, I sincerely pray that I am wrong. Now, getting back to inflation. So what is inflation anyway? Well, according to Investopedia, the online financial literacy platform that's located at www.investopedia.com, inflation is the decline in purchasing power of a given currency over time. It is a quantitative estimate of the rate at which the decline in purchasing power occurs, and it can reflect in the increase in the average price level of a basket of selected goods and services in an economy over some period of time. The rise in the general prices often expressed in percentages means that the unit of currency effectively buys less than it did in a prior period. Inflation can be contrasted with deflation, which occurs when the purchasing power of money increases and prices decline. Further, inflation can also be contracted with something known as stagflation, which occurs when, uh, in economic terms, uh, it's basically recession inflation. And that's the situation where inflation is high, but economic growth is low and unemployment remains high. So basically the economy is spinning its wheels. It, and it presents a dilemma for economic policy since actions intended to lower infa- inflation actually may exacerbate unemployment. So what causes inflation anyway? Well, there are three main causes of inflation, something called a demand pull inflation. There's also cost push inflation. And then there's also built in inflation. Now, demand pull inflation refers to a situation where there's not enough products or services being produced to keep up with demand. And that causes prices to increase, a la not enough oil gas prices go up. Then there's also cost push inflation, which on the other hand occurs when cost of producing goods and services rises, forcing businesses to rise their prices. That's also the situation with the current oil situation. And then lastly, there's built-in inflation, sometimes 
referred to as the wage price spiral. It occurs when workers demand higher wages to keep up with the rising cost of living. This in turn causes businesses to raise their prices in order to offset the rising wage costs, leading to self-reinforcing loops in the wage and price increases. That we're having because people quit their jobs because they didn't want to work during COVID. So we have all three specters at the same time. So when we come back, we'll take a deeper dive in today's topic and what we as American economic units can do to deal with inflation that can help us sustain ourselves and our families now and going forward and indirectly allow the accumulation of some resources that can be used to assist our Ukrainian brothers and sisters. But first, we'll take a short break and I'll see you on the other side. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our deep dive into today's topic, inflation, and what we as American economic units can do to deal with inflation that can help us sustain not only ourselves now and going forward, but indirectly allow our society to collect the resources that can be used to assist our Ukrainian brothers and sisters in their time of need. Now, before the break, we began the query into what causes inflation. Again, according to the online financial literacy platform, Investopedia, that's located at www.investopedia.com, inflation is caused by an increase in the supply of money and it is rooted in inflation, though it can play out through different mechanisms in our economy. Money supply can be increased by monetary authorities either printing or giving away more money to individuals. We've had some of that due to COVID. By legally devaluing, that is to say, uh, reducing the value of the legal tendance, t- um, tender or currency, and most commonly by loaning new money into exist, um, into reserve account credits through the banking system by purchasing government bonds from banks on the secondary market. In all such cases of the money supply increase, money loses its purchasing power. The mechanisms of how this drives inflation uh, can be classified into three types, as I said before the break. Demand pull inflation, cost push inflation, and built in inflation. So I'm going to um, go on, since I gave you that definition before the break, I want to talk about what we as Americans can do with the inflation that's currently in our daily lives. Well, according to Trent Larson, who's a financial planner and Jennifer Muller, who's a attorney in their article entitled How to Deal with Inflation, Protect Your Money and Investments, and it was published on WikiHow on February 12th, 2020, earlier um, last month. Now, according to Larson and Muller, inflation can make it such that 
your hard-earned money just doesn't go as far as it used to. But there are ways you can take control of the situation and protect your personal finances. While experts disagree on the why it happens and how it works, there is one thing they'll all agree on, and so do I, and that is to say, don't panic. They go on to say that we at WikiHow have collected the most impactful ideas of relatively simple things that you can do right now to protect your money and your investments from the worst parts of inflation. Now, I got to tell you, I picked this article because they list 11 things that I tell my clients and potential clients who are having financial difficulties what they need to do. And some of this comes from the fact that as a black woman who was partially raised by two grandmothers who lived through um, the Depression as black women in the South, where they were completely and absolutely marginalized, yet and still, both of my grandmothers survived and sustained themselves and raised families, raised children who turned out to be my parents, who have a really good grounding in economics. I want you to know that my father's mother, I don't believe she finished the third grade. She was a product of sharecroppers. She was raised by um, a, a grandfather who was a slave at one time in his life. But she had enough sense and husband to know that when she got married, she wasn't going to have a whole bunch of kids. She had two relatively quickly. And she forced my grandfather to move them off that damn plantation to a town nearby where my dad and my uncle both were able to go to high school and graduate and both had an opportunity to go to college. I think my father's mother was one of the most brilliant people that ever lived on this planet. Now, on my mother's side, she had a grandmother that raised her, who was a child of slavery, her her grandmother, my great-great-grandmother. My mother's mother graduated from high school and went, had an opportunity to go to college. Both of them got married. They had small families. People who survived the Depression know that you have to have a budget. And that's what this article says. It's the number one thing that we can do to survive inflation is to create a household budget if we don't already have one. We also need, number two, to cut our spending where we can. Okay? Government will take care of what government can take care of which sometimes is very little. Businesses will use this as an opportunity to increase prices whether they need to or not. We cannot be lemmings and just follow along with what business wants us to do. We need to cut our spending where we can, the way my grandparents did back in uh, during the Depression, okay? We need to get a roommate or figure out a way to lower our housing costs. I want to share with you one of my bankruptcy clients not only 
found people to live in her three unit apartment. She moved out of the country to a low cost place where she could run her internet business and not and open up more space and bring in more income. We have to be creative like that. We have to save on housing costs, and that might mean bringing in family members or bringing in roommates and having someone help us pay our housing costs. We also need, number four, to negotiate lower rates for our bills. Pick up the phone and call PG&E and say, I need to spread out my payments or I need you to help me figure out how to lower my, my utility bills or you, you know tell your vendor that I need more time to pay the bill and we need to renegotiate our contract. We also need to hunt for discounts. We don't have to buy things at, at the price that's offered. We need to figure out a way to reduce costs. I don't think people realize it, but grocery stores like other retail stores, they put their products periodically on sale. We need to find out when that is. And we need to go over there and buy our meats and our produce when they're on sale to save money. We need to find sales and then number six, stockpile stuff that will last long in cans or that are stable and do this for food as well as household items. We need to consider getting a part-time job or some other way to bring in extra cash for us to be able to save for hard times. We definitely need to postpone big ticket items right now. It doesn't make any sense. We might be on the verge of a cataclysmic event that will impact our entire economy. Pray that it doesn't happen, but in the meantime, save that money. And, you know, when things go well, you'll be able to have, you have the money to pay cash. We need to learn how to drive conservatively such that we use less fuel. Everybody is crying about the cost of additional gas. I went shopping yesterday and I filled up my tank and for the first time I paid more than $5 a gallon. That was very painful to me. But I I tell you what, we need to figure out how to carpool to shopping or pick one day to shop. And do something drastic like they did when I was living in Germany. They, because of the oil embargo, the German government shut down driving on the freeway on Sunday. And the government, the United States Army, rationed gas. We need to do those things ourselves. Ration the gas that we use weekly to spread it out further. And we also need to have different relationships with our banks. And there's ways to have online banking. And it might, you know, call around, shop around for a bank that won't charge you as much as maybe your current bank does. And also by having an online bank where you have the ability to make deposits over the Internet or some other secure way, you save on gas from having to drive back and forth from the bank to make your deposits for your business or for your personal uh, uh, situation. We have to be creative. If we cut back on our expenses, we will have um, peace of mind. We will not be constantly waiting for the government or looking at Joe Biden, who's probably doing everything that he can do, but he is not in charge of 
you know, inflation, business, and you and I are in charge. So we need to do what we can do to make sure that we can last through this terrible situation and free up resources so we can help our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. So we're going to leave it there for now. And when we get together next time, we're going to go over in detail the, the 11 steps that I just shared with you today and focus some energy on developing a budget, a budget that can sustain us. But as always in closing here at Selwyn's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law, including how we as consumers can use the laws of supply and demand to our benefit such that we can both sustain ourselves economically while steering more resources to our Ukrainian brothers and sisters. In the meantime, and in as much as it appears that some or all of the variants of COVID-19 will be with us For the foreseeable future, I once again ask you to please get vaccinated and boosted. And even if you have all your shots, but especially if you don't, take the necessary precautions to protect not only yourselves and your families, but those that you might come into contact, including me, by keeping your mask on and keeping a social distance. Take care. Bye for now. I'll see you next time. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.